Hello friends, I do hope you recognize that theme song, because if you do, you know what time it is. Not by your watch or your clock, but it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our Bible study, right here on our website. And for those of you who consistently come uh, to this Bible study, I pray that that God is enriching you spiritually. I, you know, I have a, a, a command and a mandate from God in Scripture uh, to feed the the flock of God, over whom the Holy Ghost has made me an overseer, according to the Scripture. And I know what the food is that God is talking about. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, He's talking about what He He purposed in His heart for His sheep and His, His shepherds to give them. And that's back in Jeremiah 3.15. It said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart, and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it's not just general knowledge and general, but specific. Amen. Hallelujah. It is the knowledge and understanding of God. Hallelujah. His ways and, and <laughs> His method of operation, His person and His power. Praise God. So we want you to, well, it, it, you know, old and new covenant, uh, taking these words and bringing them forth. It says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But he that glorieth, or he that boasts, let him boast in this, that he knows and understands me, saith God. Hallelujah. Well, we want you to have knowledge and understanding today. Day. Amen. That we might have faith in God no matter what. We're entitling the teaching today, The Ultimate Question Answered. The Ultimate Question Answered. And we're going to take this uh, foundational scripture out of Jeremiah 32 and verse 27. The Ultimate Question Answered, And the answer to this question will determine uh, to what degree God uh, will, be, uh, will be able through our faith to move in our life. Listen, the scripture said, as your faith be, so be it unto you. That's why this is such an important teaching today. The scripture says, if you can believe, nothing is impossible to him that believeth. Glory be to God. So today we want to answer this question that will allow God to move uh, freely and not let unbelief or doubt keep us from all that he has promised and all that he has purposed. Now, God could override all of that and he could do anything he chooses to do, but he has chosen to operate in his purposes in our life according to our faith. You can't even receive Jesus as much as he wants to save every person unless it's an act of your will and a release of your faith. Amen. It involves you coming to Jesus Christ and then putting your trust in Him, believing on Him. For we are, we are saved by faith through 
grace. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. Hallelujah. But God provides the grace, and we respond in faith. As we repent of our sins and receive Christ, then we obtain salvation. God has chosen to work that way. Amen. And because of that, once we know his method of operation, we choose to begin to receive his word and respond in faith. Hallelujah. And when the word of God and faith in his word uh, come together, then mighty miracles and mighty manifestations of his power and his person are going to be manifest. And so, friend of mine, I'm excited about this teaching today. The ultimate question answered. And I pray that every child of God uh, that hears this will answer this question that is asked in Jeremiah 32 and verse 27. Listen to it carefully today. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me. Now, when I say the ultimate question, this is the ultimate question of our faith today. Amen. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything, is there anything too hard for him? That's the question. One of the great hindrances to our faith is the same thing that hinders God from working his wonders in our behalf. Due to our lack of faith, the idea that God can only work within the realm of human or scientific possibility. You see, here in Jeremiah, God declares three things that we need to grab a hold of today. Number one, he says, I am the Lord. He declares his omnipotence. He's an almighty and all-powerful God. I am the Lord. And number two is his sovereign authority, the God of all flesh. He's not only all-powerful, he is in control when things seem out of control. And number three is his unlimited ability. Is there anything too hard for me? If he indeed is the Lord... If he is all-powerful, almighty, and if he is in control, then is there anything too hard for him? Amen. And the answer to that question will determine to what degree God is allowed to move. He's able, we know that, but we want to confirm that today. Praise God. His omnipotence is number one, I am the Lord. Lord, in the Hebrew, Jehovah, or we say Jehovah, the Hebrew word Yahweh is simply understood as God's revealed personal name. And it literally, Yahweh or Jehovah means to be. See, God, God, let me tell you how Chriswell defines this. He comments, God exists in a way that no one or anything else does. His supreme nature is implied by His ever-present existence without beginning or ending. He is the only God who exists and all other existence is dependent upon His un 
caused existence. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, God doesn't need anyone to support Him. He pre-existed. All that we know and everything we see is subject to Him, dependent on Him. <laughs> and, and Hebrews chapter 11 says, literally, that they that come to God must believe that He is Amen. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Exodus three fourteen says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said thus, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent thee. God is self-existent. He is all-powerful. Two men were fishing. As the story goes, three miles from a dangerous falls, they got on the subject of God. One man said to his friend, do you believe in God? No, said the other man. All of a the sudden they looked up and found they were about 50 foot from the falls. They grabbed the paddles and pulled for dear life for sure and finally reached safety. The man who said he didn't believe in God said, Thank God we made it. His friend asked, I thought you didn't believe in God. And he responded, Listen, this business of no God is all right to go fishing with, but not to go over the falls with. Listen, friend, God not only exists, He is self-existent. Therefore, He is Lord of all. He has no peers. He has no rivals. He has no equals. Hallelujah. The first step of faith is not to believe that God will answer, but rather that He is. They that come to God. Listen to Hebrews 11.6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to Him must believe. This is an imperative that He is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it doesn't start with believing that God will do it. It believes that that he is able and faithful to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is a rewarder. He is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Thomas Edison said, and I quote, No man can study chemistry and see the way in which certain elements combine with, with the, the nicety of the most delicate machine ever invented and not come to the inevitable conclusion that there is a big engineer running the universe. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, Christian brother and sister. Your God runs the universe. He made it, and He maintains it. Glory be to God. He is, and He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You see, the right understanding of who he is, allows us to believe that He is faithful and able to reward us when we seek Him, respond to us. Hallelujah. He is, and He is the God of all flesh. God declares His sovereign authority. Elohim, 
is that name for God used here. Elohim, exceeding great and mighty God in the Hebrew. Exceeding great and mighty God. Now, this this God who is exceeding great and mighty <laughs> has come to live in you, has come to live in me, has brought us into his royal family if you're redeemed, and allowed us to call him Father. Hallelujah. This God who is exceeding great and mighty. That's why the Bible said he is able. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. His Holy Spirit has come to indwell us. God has come to live within us. Christ has come to live within us. Praise God. And the one that is living in us is exceeding great and mighty. The name Elohim denotes creative and governing power. In the story of creation in Genesis, it said the word, the word Elohim is used and that, and that 35 times. It is Elohim who by his mighty power creates the vast universe, bringing cosmos out of chaos, light out of darkness, substance out of nothing, habitation out of desolation, and life in his image. <laughs> Glory be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again. Listen, friend, I, I, I don't know today. We, it's almost a given that God is almighty and all-powerful and able to do anything, but we need to have that reiterated, especially now when people are despairing and even Christians are becoming discouraged and, and, and many times going into depression because we we are living in such uncertain times and this pandemic is it seems to be forced and pressed upon us in every headline every single day every time you turn on your computer the first thing that hits you is the bad news of the pandemic and the bad news of the chaos in the world and the crises in the world and in our nation but when we come to God and when we pray we need to understand that he is in control he is almighty and there is nothing too hard for him. Listen to Hebrews eleven three. Oh no, let me back up. Let me back up. I want to read this. I, I, years ago, I put this down in light of this subject matter, bringing cosmos <laughs> out of chaos, light out of darkness, substance out of nothing, habitation out of desolation, and life in his own image. This is the God Elohim. <laughs> Hallelujah. He declares his sovereign authority, this exceeding great and mighty God. His creative and governing power is represented in Elohim. Hebrews 11.3, as we've been quoting, let me read it. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed or literally formed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God's power, released through the authority of his sovereign word, is awesome 
power. Hallelujah. Awesome power. Listen to Psalm 33, 6 through 9. It said, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as an heap, and layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Is there anything too hard for this God, our God? You see, our God rules with absolute, infinite power and authority. He's the God of all flesh. His promises are supported and backed up by His awesome power and authority. So therefore, there is nothing too hard for me. Glory, is there anything too hard for Him? No, there isn't. God declares His unlimited ability and authority. There's nothing beyond His power and nothing beyond His ability. Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen says it very, very clearly and plainly. I want to begin reading at the last part of, of verse 16 of Jeremiah 32. Because it says, I prayed unto the Lord, saying... Now, this is how we ought to begin our prayer. If we're going to let God... In our understanding of Him, in our, our concept of Him, in our, our, our clear understanding that He is, He is the God of all flesh and there's nothing too hard for Him. Nothing too hard for Him. I prayed, listen, last part of verse 16, I prayed unto the Lord saying, Ah, it starts out with A-H. And, and you can just read by that, but I'm going to put the emphasis on it. Highlight it. Put it in parenthesis. Ah, Lord God. <laughs> I wish you would say that with me in this listening audience today. Ah, Lord God. When you begin to get a hold of this, it's going to begin to get a hold of you. And you're going to stand in awe of Him. And if you're in awe of Him because He commanded and it was done. Commanded what? <laughs> Amen. Light to come out of darkness. Cosmos to come out of chaos. He so let there be a firmament. And there was a firmament. Praise God. So, ah, Lord God, behold, Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by Thy great power and stretched out arm and there here's the answer to that ultimate question is there anything too hard for me and there is nothing too hard for thee i'll tell you god can handle your situation god can handle my situation god can handle the situation we're in in america if you're dependent on the blue states or the red states or the democrats or the republicans or whoever becomes president for another four years or the scientific community if we don't Pray and believe God for Him to step in and move in mercy and grace and power. Hallelujah. 
We're not going to sit. Listen, I'm glad that we're not just going to have man come up with all the answers in and of himself and go back to business as usual. As much as we would like our lives to normalize, business as usual was producing a lukewarm church. That is absolutely undeniable. Even in in churches that were known for God's power and, and God's manifestation of His presence have long since failed to see the glory of God come down like it used to come down. And the church is not relevant because of our eloquent speakers, even because of our correct theology, unless there is a manifestation of spirit and power. Praise God. Amen. We need this, ah, Lord God, attitude back in order to take God at His word in spite of circumstances, we must acknowledge that our God is a miracle-working God. He is supernatural. He is, and He is able and powerful and faithful. Nothing is too hard because nothing is not subject to Him. He brings water from the flinty rock. He rains manna from heaven. Hallelujah. He shuts the mouth of the lion. He parts the Red Sea. He causes an axe head to swim. He heals the hopeless leper. He supernaturally sustains the cruise of oil. He multiplies fish and loaves and feeds thousands. He turns water into the sweetest wine. He raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. He delivers Israel from Egypt's bondage. He parts the Red Sea. He sustains three Hebrew children in the midst of the flames. Oh, he could have kept them from it. But, but there's a lot more glory when he takes them through it and not even the smell of smoke is on them. I said not even the smell. Why is that in there? He delivered them from the flames, but he delivered them with such a great deliverance. There wasn't even the smell of smoke. Amen. I went to a dermatologist. They found a little something suspicious on my back from I worked for Tico with bivocational for years for Tampa Electric and was in the sun every day and, and she found a little something about three years ago and she burned it right off uh, so that it wouldn't turn into something uh, more problematic. And when she burned it off, the nurse came in to bandage it because she left to do something else. And she came in to put the little bandage on it and to tell me how to take care of it. And when she walked in the room, she said, she said, barbecue. I smell barbecue. And it was a joke, but it was no joke because it was me. Amen. And that burnt flesh that, listen, that the three Hebrew children were thrown into the fiery furnace and God appeared in there. And I believe, and many scholars believe it was in the person of Christ, a, 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 a manifestation of Christ in the old covenant before he was, was born of flesh in Mary's womb. He pre-existed. Amen. He, he pre-existed 
the time that he came in to become an embryo and become a man from Mary's womb. Before Moses was, he declared, I am. Hallelujah. So listen, this this three Hebrew children deliverance shows you the ability and the power of God to keep us through the fire. Even if we're thrown into it, amen, we've been thrown into this pandemic. Literally, we are, we are part of the, the whole of it, but God is going to take us through it. He can deliver you from COVID. He can deliver you from COVID. He can deliver you through it. He is God Almighty, and His hand is upon His people, and His ear is open to our cry, and the question must be asked, is there any thing too hard for God and the question must be answered no way hallelujah nada nothing is too hard for God he blesses Sarah and Abraham with the promised son when Abraham is one hundred and Sarah is ninety praise God Listen, I want to read that to you. I want to read that to you while we have a little bit of time today. Hebrews eleven eleven, Through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Now, I wanted, this is a double negative because Sarah couldn't have children. She was barren to begin with. And now, even if she wasn't barren, she's past the age. And because she received strength and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged or considered him faithful who had promised. When you see that word faithful, it means faithful and able. You see, God, if God is faithful but he's not able, if it's too hard for him, then being faithful will do us no good when we hit those things that are seemingly impossible and unmovable. Oh, but if there's nothing too hard for God, then His faithfulness coupled with His ability, faithful and able. She considered Him faithful and able. Verse 12 said, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Praise God. Is he able? Yes, he is. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, let me finish this out of Jeremiah 32. It said, Ah, Lord God, verse 17, Behold, thou hast made the heaven and earth by thy great power, and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in counsel, mighty in work, literally in doing. For thine eyes are open on all the ways of the Son of Men, to give everyone according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doing, which has set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, 
even unto this day, and in Israel, among and among other men, thou hast made thee a name, as at this day. You see, God is not the God of the past. He's not the God of the yesterday. He's the God of today. The God of the right here and right now. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. Verse 21, And has brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with what? With signs and wonders and with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm and with great terror. Praise God. This is the God that we are serving. And the ultimate question of faith is, is there anything too hard for him? And the answer of faith should be without any doubt, without any fear, without any trepidation, without any vacillation. (laughs) If that's a word, we're not vacillating on this. We're not wavering. We're not wobbling. Is there anything too hard for God? No, there is not. He causes the earth to stop rotating so that the sun stands still and by his power holds everything in its course without the laws of physics, gravity, or science. Because if the earth quits rotating, we lose the force of gravity and everything on the earth flies off into space. So when he made the sun stand still so a battle could be fought and won to keep his promise to his covenant people. How far is God willing to go and how powerful is he to keep his purpose and promise to his people? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Let me say that again. He causes the earth to stop. He didn't. The sun don't come up and go down. We rotate in 24 hours, a 25,000 mile in circumference. We rotate and it looks as though the sun is coming up and down. So in order for the sun to stand still, he doesn't stop the sun. He stops the earth rotating. (laughs) Amen. By his own power then holds everything in its place and course without the laws of physics, gravity, science, or reason. Praise God. That's why it's a wonder. That's why he does wonders. He's the God of wonders because we say, I wonder how he did that. I wonder how he could do that. Well, he does it because he's God. He can't be God if he can't do these things. And he's already done them as an example of what he is able and capable and willing to do. He restores life to the widow's son. He saves the human soul and delivers those who trust in him because he's almighty. He is the creator. He has all power in heaven and earth and there is nothing too hard for him. Hallelujah. Friend, there is no case too hard for him. No mountain too big. That's why he told Zerubbabel in the Old Covenant, 
when he gave him a job to do, gave him an assignment, and the opposition and the circumstances to that assignment seemed like a mountain standing before him. And then God encouraged him to believe when he told him this, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might nor by power. Any any of the earthly understandings of of possibility, not by might or power of man, of flesh, listen, or of any kind of machine. No, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit saith the Lord. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want you to know your God is big enough and your God is faithful today. And I'm looking. People are asking the question, what, what, what's going coming next? Is, is God going to, to forsake America, forsake the world, draw back and, 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 and let all of this thing? We're not in the tribulation yet. It's going to be this this is a this is a precursor of that it's going to be a thousand times more than that worse during the tribulation we're in the beginning of sorrows but the ark door as i said previously in the messages the door of the ark is not shut the judgments of god that are coming are not here yet this may be a corrective judgment to open our eyes to shake us and shape us for what is coming, and more importantly, to get us ready for who is coming, because Jesus Christ is coming very, very soon. Listen, you may be a crack addict today that you have tuned in. You may be a drug addict, prescription drugs. You may be an alcoholic like my oldest son was. You may have, you may have chains of sexual bondage holding a hold of you today. But the God that I am presenting unto you is faithful and able to do according to His will and purpose exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask. Hallelujah. This God can set you free. This Jesus can make you whole again. He can undo the heavy burden. He can break every chain that holds you in bondage. He can bring you out of, the, of Satan's prison of darkness. He can open the eyes of the blind. He can raise you from spiritual death and give you life and that more abundantly. There's nothing, there is no one beyond His grace and mercy and His power. And if you will answer the ultimate question, is there anything too hard for Him? I hope you will answer with a resounding no, there is not. Therefore, with all my hang-ups, with all my problems, with all of the chains that bind me, I'm not running from God anymore. I'm not listening to the lie of the devil that he can't or won't deliver me. I'm coming to him just as I am.
without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come. Come to Jesus today. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. He will abundantly pardon you. Forgive your sin. And set you free. Christian, don't limit God. He wants to keep every promise He's ever made to you. And He has the power to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah! He is faithful and He is able. And you can receive the humanly impossible, the physically impossible, in Jesus' name. Amen.